it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. talking about our incredible president Joe Biden has reached 100 days as president of the United States when everybody said he was going to be the worst he has been the best in many 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 years also we're going to talk about the verdict in the Darren Chauvin case you know the one that he set on someone's neck for uh, almost 10 minutes with uh, no soul in his uh, eyes whatsoever also, sadly, right after that, or during when the verdict was read, a 15-year-old girl was shot by a white police officer once again. It's a little bit different of a case, but we're going to talk about that. Um, also, there are so many crazy things going on in the world with the President of the United States, who just a couple of days challenged China, Russia, and North Korea. He is putting his foot down and showing the major power of the United States of America as we are once again the leader of the free world and we just want to throw uh, Mr. Trump out there a bone because he just needs to be recognized uh, but we're not going to tell you why but you got to listen so also we have all you need to know radio investigates a company called Wayfair an investigative reporter Copperhead will be talking to you about the way they are treating their customers or should I say the lack of their customer service? And with that, is that enough? Are you ready? Let's do this as All You Need to Know Radio starts right now. everybody and welcome to tonight's show of all you need to know radio i am your host john hollywood and tonight's show is brought to you by american wealth group usa go and find them on facebook twitter any of the social media they do debt settlement and right now is a great time for you to be doing that like how my headphones light up on the sides uh, you can see us we are live on instagram right now if you'd like to join us also, you can find us on uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash all you need to know radio. And let's say h- hello to my sidekick, the one, the only, the, the famous attorney that had an amazing week last week, almost Warwick with Warwick and Nun. Hello, almost. Hello, John. Thank you so much for the kind words. Nice to be on. Yes, sir. All right. So let's start off by talking about the verdict in the Darren Chava case. Were you shocked? Sure. Actually, I was not. Um, I, I was expecting a guilty verdict, and um, it, the jury delivered. And, um, you know, th- there was a lot of witnesses and a lot of testimony. I did not see every single moment of the trial, but from the several summaries that I read and the uh, few 
witnesses on evidence I actually watched, um, it was quite clear that Mr. Chauvin was in fact guilty of the charges. And um, accordingly, the jury's verdict is not shocking. What is a little bit interesting is um, just how much lawyering they had to do to make this happen. Um, I believe there were 45 witnesses, which is um, very, very abnormal. That's like, that's a huge amount of witnesses for a single trial. Um, most trials often will have two, three, four witnesses. This one had tons and tons of additional witnesses, multiple experts for both sides. It was a major, major trial. And um, the jury, you know, the justice system, we can often talk about problems with the justice system. But um, when the justice system is fully funded on both sides and there is a fair contest on both sides, typically it goes, it, the, the juries get it correct. And the jury got it right here. Um, and so, you know, it's very sad that officer accountability is so um, rare that people were expecting a uh, acquittal or a hung jury when the facts were so clear and we, when we had it on video from like seven different angles. But um, I, I, so again, I, I wasn't that surprised, but um, I was very pleased and I think the jury did get it correct based upon my review of the evidence. I actually called it before when the, when they said they had a verdict I already had a graphic and everything drawn up that said guilty of all charges. And I've had a lot of people on social media say that they knew that he would be found guilty. They just did not think he would be found guilty on all three charges, especially the third degree murder. Well, you know, I agree that that's the hardest charge for the government to to make stick. But again, um, you know, based on my review of the evidence, it's, you know, in a trial, when you it, – it's hard to talk about this because um, my unique experiences as a trial attorney make me um, in a different position from most people who haven't really handled many trials. Even if you have had a, a trial in, in your lifetime, I've handled like 50 or hundreds of them, and um, – it's just different from my perspective, so it's hard for me to comment, but um, I I was not surprised at all. I I mean, the the evidence showed what the evidence showed. Now, what I think is interesting is, and and correct, are the calls for people to say, okay, now the jury did its job and got the verdict right. Now we need police reform, because this is accountability for one police officer. We need police reform to make sure that this kind of culture doesn't happen. This guy was on the force for 20 years. Mr. Chauvin was on the force for 20 years, and he was the senior officer of the scene, and he was training young men and women to be other officers. And he had a long history of abuse, and clearly he was, in fact, abusive, so abusive that he committed murder. And... um, the, hey, almost real quick. I need to break in with ahead. some breaking news. Excuse me, I apologize. You're fine. Breaking news from All You Need to Know Radio Studios. Police shooting on a major expressway in Chicago. Another police <sighs> shooting on the major expressway in Chicago has just happened about five minutes ago. They are now showing on TV with bullet holes all in the car. So they haven't said if it's a white officer and a black suspect that's been killed. But, and it didn't even say that someone's dead. It said that there was a major shooting. Um, this is just too much. This is all the time. I mean, it's, it's like every day. And this, we're better than this. But we've got to learn from this. And... Like, I was very excited about the, um, the verdict. However, I agree with you almost in the fact that we're, on, we're not even halfway there because the police officers mm-hmm. seem to think that the very first thing they do is pull their damn gun. And I know, point blank, that's the last thing you're supposed to do because it's – I've said this over and over on the show, 
and I've heard it on CNN, MSNBC, and God help me, even Fox News, that when a police officer pulls his gun, <laughs> he is taught to shoot two shots, center mass, and when they pull their gun, they are taught to kill you because they interfere for their life. They're not trying to wound you. You know, people are like, why don't they shoot him in the leg? Why don't they shoot him in the arm? No, that's not their, their, that's their last line of defense right now. And it, when they do that and they pull their weapon, they're trained to kill you because their life is in danger, according to them. It seems like all these police officers have, like, thrown it all out the window, and boom, what they're going to do is they're just going to go ahead and shoot you. Not even screaming on, the like, the 15-year-old that was, that was killed, stop or I'll shoot. Just stop, and boom, they shot. I just – I don't get it. I don't get it. And I have a comment about that. I think it's – and we've actually discussed this on the show last week, but it's part, it's part of the culture of policing that needs to change. Um, and, you know, other countries do things differently. And I'm not necessarily saying we need to emulate precisely the police, the police policy in a country like, for example, Australia. But, um, you know, that's a similar Western developed country with a similar um, mixed population of uh, different races and economic classes in a capitalist society, and they don't have nearly as many um, fatal police interactions and accusations of police brutality that we have in America. And, you know, a lot of the issues are systemic and a lot of the issues are cultural, where we have these powerful police unions that protect police officers from any consequences, and then we have a variety of civil and criminal law, jurisprudence and case law that makes holding police officers criminally or civilly accountable for bad conduct on the job extremely, extremely difficult. And so, you know, it happened for Derek Chauvin through those incredibly high bars and difficulties because we had multiple instances of the video, an obvious crime, and um, a global protest movement such that the uh, police chief of the police department testified against his own employee. So, you know, think, just think about how much had to happen for accountability for one officer in an incredibly obvious case. For accountability to happen for other officers in perhaps cases that aren't quite so obvious or don't have so much incredibly favorable evidence or don't have the press power of a global protest movement behind it, how do we make accountability happen on an individual case-by-case -case basis? And the answer is systemic reform. Um, and I think the Biden administration and Keith Ellison, the district attorney for the state, excuse me, the attorney general for the state of Minnesota, have a good plan to try to address it in Minneapolis um, via training and um, a DOJ consent decree and a few other things. But we need this countrywide, and there, there should be um, a repeal of, or a sub substantial curtailing of the qualified immunity laws. And in my opinion, the best and, the, and that's where the Supreme Court. Go ahead. Just so everybody understands yes, what it means. Or Congress. Ex explain explain that a little bit to our audience because some people may not know what sure. that means. Sure, absolutely. So qualified immunity is immunity from a civil lawsuit that is provided to governmental employees, and it it actually counts for all governmental employees, but it's used primarily in, in this context by the police, which, um, and I am not a civil rights expert. I'm not going to attempt to quote the law because I don't want to get it wrong on the air. Um, but essentially, basically, what it means is that the police officers have to do something that is so obviously horrible and against prior precedent that they, they knew that and, and you have to prove knowledge that they um, were doing something that was outside of the bounds of their um, the role as police officers. So, for example, there have been cases where a prison inmate was um, left to um, die in a pool of feces and urine, and the prison guards who were sued said, well, there hadn't been a, a prior case that said that that was a violation of his constitutional rights, so we didn't know. And the judges bought it. And I, I think that, that it's so...
challenging under our precedent and our system of law because in the past we've been so deferential to the police that it's created a situation where the police um, know that they can get away with it and and they know that the law and the union and um, the judges and the courts will protect them so they don't even think about treating somebody like a human being or with respect. They know they can get away with um, disrespectful and dehumanizing conduct, such as the obviously murderous conduct of Derek Chauvin, but you, you see lesser um, you know, conduct that is, that is less than murder but is still horrific happen on a regular basis with the police, hey, Almas, you know, roughing people means, up and beating that, people up. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That music means we need to take a break real quick. Hey, sure. Hang tight. Remember what we're talking about, uh, the immunity law for police officers? Do juries Absolutely. take that into account whenever they go they are required uh, back to. to deliberate? So we're going to talk about I'll that. I'll talk about that. This is Thank you so much. We'll be right back. All right. This is All You Need to Know Radio, guys. I'm your host, John Hollywood, with Almost Woolridge as my sidekick with Woolridge and Nunn. And we are talking about the George Floyd incredible um, verdict where he was found guilty, Darren Chervon, of third-degree murder, second-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. We need to take a break real quick. On the other side, we're going to continue the conversation. The Supreme Court has ruled that Cops are immune to prosecution, meaning what I think it means is a citizen cannot sue a cop. So we're going to find out if that's what it means. Plus, we'll have almost, and we're going to talk about the other shooting of a 15-year-old girl. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. All You Need to Know Radio is brought to you by American Wealth Group USA. Go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere, and make sure you tell them you heard about it. All You Need to Know Radio, you get 50% off their debt settlement services. Also coming up on tonight's show, All You Need to Know Radio Investigates. Our investigative reporter, Copperhead, tells you about a company called Wayfield. Wayfair, Wayfair. Let's find out what's going on with them. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. That service doesn't have fast download and upload speeds. You have. I need to order AT&T Fiber. Click or call now to get a faster internet experience with AT&T Fiber 1 gig internet. With upload speeds up to 20 times faster than Spectrum. Get a faster internet experience for less with AT&T Fiber. And get your home back in harmony. (sighs) Click or call 844-855-1993 to get AT&T Fiber starting at $35 a month for a year. Limited availability in select areas. Are you tired of hearing your phone ring over and over and over again every single day, day and night, and they just won't stop? No matter how many times you block their phone numbers, no matter how many times you tell them that you can't pay them, they still harass you. Hi, this company is called American Wealth Group USA, and they are ready to go to work for you today. If you are tired of not knowing what to do with your debt, they have the answers for you. With over 30 years of experience of the CEO of this company in the credit and debt industry, he knows and his company knows all the ins and outs of what creditors can and cannot do to consumers. So they may not be lawyers. However, they do know the law and they do have access to lawyers. So if this sounds good to you and you are tired of being in debt, let me tell you something. Right now is one of the best times to jump on this. Call 469-399-6390. That is 469-399-6390. You can also find this them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at American Wealth Group USA. Listen. It's a scary thing out there when you have debt, and it's more scary when we have a pandemic that is going on in our country right now, and you're like, okay, what do I do here? Um, Do I pay my bills or do I put food on my table? Let me answer that question directly to you. You put food on your table. Your bills will wait. One good thing about this, though, is that your creditors are sitting back not knowing if they're going to get paid or not. 
So right now, you need the experience and the expertise of American Wealth Group USA to go to work for you right now and settle your debts for pennies on the dollar. We have settled debts owed of American Express of a guy that had cancer. He owed over $140,000. And once we proved to American Express he had cancer, we settled it for $5,000, two payments, and this guy was ecstatic. And by the way, yes, he did survive his cancer. So understand there is something you can do to stop those phone calls, to stop the mail, to stop the just craziness of debt collecting. It is a very frustrating thing, especially if you don't know what they can and cannot do. Also be aware there are a lot of scam artists out there and under federal law, no debt settlement company or debt negotiation company can take any money from a consumer unless they have collected from your creditors. That is not legal advice, it's just the federal law. And we wanna make sure everybody is playing by the rules. So why not give someone a call that knows the rules inside and out, over 30 years of experience, American Wealth Group USA, 469-399-6390, that is 469 469- 399-6390, also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go ahead. ...to the birth arrangement is I didn't know flowers could look like this. I'm Brittany Ash. I'm a floral artist and the founder and director of Birch. I use Squarespace as a tool to express what my business is to those who don't get to experience it in person. Squarespace, in a lot of ways, made me an actual business. I think it's the first thing that people look at. Without that platform, it doesn't really seem that legitimate. All right, everybody, welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood. Thank you so much for being a part of our world for the next, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. Also, welcome Almost Woolridge, my sidekick and our constitutional lawyer with Woolridge and Nunn. Say hello to everybody, mm-hmm. Almost. Hello. I did All a little right. re- legal research over the break. Can I uh, enlighten you a little bit? Real quick, let me just say one more thing. All You Need to Know Radio investigates, guys. All You Need to Know Radio investigates. We have several investigations going on right now, so let me tell you about three of them. The first one is the IRS is, if you're wondering why you are not getting your stimulus checks or your refunds, it's because there's 7 billion tax returns behind. Also, we have an investigation going into a Netflix series called Cheer. And it is very sad because a cheer, when cheer coaches have so much trust with uh, their teams, and this one guy that uh, is in his 18, 19 years old, I believe, is named Jerry Harrison, was arrested by the Chicago Police Department for child pornography and for having little boys send shirtless pictures of themselves to his cell phone. And yet... We keep telling Netflix, this is trash, take this off the air, but they still haven't done it. So we're investigating that. We're trying to get an interview with them. And it's sad because a lot of local cheerleading companies, some owners are even involved with this. The third is going to be tonight's uh, investigation. Have you ever heard of a company called Wayfair? Our investigative reporter, Copperhead, is going to explain to you why they do not take care of their customers, and they mislead you and even flat out lie to you. We may have a legal case for you, almost. And with that, let's get back to the show. <laughs> almost, you said you did some research. We're talking about immunity for police officers. Was I right in saying that uh, they're immune from being sued by the public? No, you were not, but you were not that far off. Um, All right, let's hear it. So, so, right. So you can. 
brings something called a 1983 civil rights case um, against a police officer or other public officials for violating your civil rights. However, the doctrine of sovereign immunity, uh, absolute immunity, and in this particular case, what we've been talking about, qualified immunity, makes it so that certain situations, you can only hold the individual, like the cops, personally liable for a civil rights violation. So they owe you money because of what they did to you. If the officials violated something called clearly established law, okay, that's in the statute, and it comes from a 1982 um, Supreme Court decision called Harlow versus Gerald. And there's been a few different changes and expansions to that law that make the courts do an analysis of the clearly established prong. This, there's a case called Pearson from 2009 where they do an analysis of the clearly established prong prior to doing an analysis of the constitutional violation prong. And what it means is it makes it incredibly challenging for a plaintiff who is in a unique situation, for a person who was injured by the police in a unique situation to ever get compensation um, for their claim, because if the, there has not been a um, federal civil rights lawsuit that has specifically said that this exact thing that the police did was wrong, then the police can never be held liable. So if you're the first person to have what happened to George Floyd happen, he would not have the right to sue that officer in court. Um, now, George Floyd is a slightly different case because um, that type of thing, the um, misuse of a uh, chokehold, a kneeling uh, pressure hold actually has been held to be a violation of civil rights laws in the past. So um, Mr. Chauvin could likely be held civilly liable um, in by the Floyd estate um, in, a, in a civil litigation. I believe that case has already been settled um, by the Minneapolis Police Department. But one thing that I want to talk about, speaking about settlement and the payment of funds, um, is the incentives and how to change the culture. And right now, who pays when a police officer makes a civil rights violation that the um, officer decides that he wants to settle the case rather than the litigate city. it to trial. We do, the city. Correct. Correct. The taxpayer, the city. And that's the, one of the, you know, it's a conservative viewpoint, but I actually think it's correct, especially in our capitalist society, that one of the best ways to change a person or a, to, to change a culture or to change a course of action is to make them finan personally financially responsible. So, um, you know, nobody, police officers are not um, paid enough to be able to satisfy, for example, a $10 million judgment after a death claim. Um, so my, uh, do they carry personal insurance or anything like that to cover something like that? I was like about that? to go there, John. That's my no. suggestion is, is that every, just like a lawyer has to carry malpractice insurance and a doctor has to carry malpractice insurance and an architect has to carry malpractice insurance. I think it would be reasonable for a police officer individually, not the, not paid for by the, um, police union, but the police officer individually would, should be, have to carry their own liability policy um, to protect against um, a civil rights violation resulting in a lawsuit that results in a judgment or a settlement that the police officer would pay. And I think that by, by hold, having each one of them carry their own civil liability insurance, it, it'll the problem solve it, solves itself where the bad apples quote unquote the police officers who consistently abuse their power and um, consistently are um, blamed for abuse of power abuse of authority civil rights violations um, their insurance rates will go up 
and the ones who are the quote-unquote good apples who don't um, mistreat the public and violate the public's civil rights, their insurance rates will go down. And eventually, if there's enough claims, you know, let's or there's like a horrific major claim, like a like a claim for um, a death or something like that, then the insurance company will yank the policy and will will refuse to cover because the it's too risky for them. They will have to pay out too much money. And um, in my opinion, it should be a law that a police officer cannot go out on a call without a policy. So I don't, I don't know about a law. To, I don't know about a law, but what do you think, think about think a regulation? A regulation well, of it's the, the police same, department. It's the same thing, sir. Right. It's the same yeah, thing, exactly. sir. I mean, I'm, you know, under the Texas Occupational Code, as an attorney, I'm required to have a um, to, to carry attorney malpractice insurance. And hmm. um, okay. similarly, under the under the Texas Occupational Code, which it's it's to call it a law, it, it's more. I, I understand the distinction between law and regulation is sometimes lost on people. It's technically not a regulation. It is in fact a law. It's just a highly detailed, very specific one. Um, well, understand the only reason I many regulations that is because with mm-hmm. the way the Congress is right now, I don't know if we could get a law passed. I mean, my God, well, I don't know but if we it could would, get a peanut butter and jelly be... sandwich chance. I mean, ridiculous. That would be a state level. That would be state level law. It would not go well. I mean, theoretically, I suppose the federal government could pass it, and then use the power of the purse. They were not going to give you your police departments any money if you don't abide by this law. But um, the, the the kind of cleaner way to do it would be to do it at the state level um, in every state. Which I mean, that kind of thing does happen. Is you know, every single state currently has a law that says a lawyer has to have malpractice insurance. A doctor has to have malpractice insurance. An architect has to have errors and omissions insurance. But um, I don't think it would be an insane thing. That's my preferred policy. But I agree with you that in this political climate, um, that would be hard to pass. But I think the times are changing. Um, the, the overall societal um, – view of police has changed significantly in the last 20 years. I mean, I remember in the late 90s, early 2000s, every single Democrat, you know, in full throat supports the police and thinks the police are great. And now in 2021, you know, many, many Democrats, including the president of the United States, are coming out in favor of broad police reform and cultural police reform. Um, So, I mean, the times are changing and maybe we Go ahead. Someone brought up mm-hmm. the fact that when Donald Trump made the comment when he took office of or when he was at a police something that he said, if a suspect bumps their head as they're being put in the squad car, it's not that big of a deal. Do you think that yep. he might have made the police feel more emboldened than they ever have for his? Absolutely. There we go. There we go. And, and it's not just the police. It's it's that, that type of culture, the right wing culture of, um, you know, I got mine, ha, 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 um, it w- was very much part of Donald Trump's ethos. Um, you know, uh, ha, 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 liberal tears, ha, 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 we're owning the libs. And it, that's that type of kind of macho, um, I, I've got mine, now get out of here ethos was pervasive in his administration, you know, from top to bottom. That's what he that's the type of culture he put forth you know of course i'm i didn't pay to, of course i only paid 750 dollars in taxes despite being a multimillionaire or a billionaire it's because i'm smart he, he, that was something that he said Bullshit. and his and his <laughs> and his and his followers lapped it up like you know they're they're cheering for that even though it's, it's an incredible display it's a brazen display of, of unpatriotism and um uh and makes him look like an egotistical spirit. maniac egotistical yeah. maniacs that he, his ego is mm-hmm. as big as whatever okay so let me ask you another right. question move on mm-hmm. from that a little bit go ahead so the judge during um and i'm not sure if the jury was present but you tell mm-hmm. me if you remember this he basically said that because Congressman Max, uh, Maxine Waters 
made Water. a statement about mm-hmm. this case that would give them grounds mm-hmm. for appeal. I don't agree with that, and you tell me if I'm wrong, because just because you become mm-hmm. a congressman, congressman, woman, you don't lose your First Amendment right. Isn't that her First Amendment right to make any statement she wants to make? Or, yeah, or is well, it grounds for an appeal? Analysis. I disagree with the judge's analysis, but I also don't have all of the facts, and he was there, so I don't want to um, uh, be impertinent. Um, but my understanding is that the jury was not present when that comment was made and also when Maxine Waters' comments were made. Um, however, um, the judge made a choice, which was to not sequester the jury. Um, so, so in um, politically charged or uh, highly um, – publicized trials the judge has the option and it's it's an extreme option they often choose they they really try not to do it but they have the option of sequestering the jury of, of putting them up in a hotel and cutting them off from media saying you, do you know think you can't the have judge made the wrong, do you make the judge make the wrong I, I decision the by not sequestering the judge yeah, do you think he yes, should have? Yes. In, in my opinion, in the Chauvin trial, because of the obviously politically charged nature of it, and, I mean, it was televised on TV for two weeks, and it was all anybody was talking about. Um, I think it was a mistake not to sequester the jury. And so, you know, in theory, in theory, had, had a juror heard Maxine Waters' comment by seeing it in a news report – and that jurors was swayed by that comment, then that would be reversible error on appeal. Um, but I so by the fact that he did not by the fact that he did not mm-hmm. subsequester the jury, is that grounds for appeal? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. I think well, look, you can appeal. It, 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 you can appeal anything. He, he's the, this this verdict is likely to get appealed by the um, defense. Okay. Um, but will it get overturned on appeal? And I suspect the answer to that question is no. Um, I, again, I, I didn't see every single moment of the trial, and I don't have 100% of the facts. But from what I have seen, the trial was done competently and by the book, and um, the jury made the right decision based on the evidence. I didn't see the judge making substantial reversible error in any of his decisions and um, overturning a trial jury's findings, especially something like a unanimous murder verdict with um, 25 experts or something. That's a, that's an exaggeration. I don't think there were actually 25 experts, but there were a bunch of experts Um, overturning such a verdict. I just think it's quite unlikely. Now, yeah, are they going to appeal? It's they like probably 90% already have. of appeals are denied. Is that right? Something crazy like that. That is that is correct. That is correct. But I also think that um, for this particular case, given the nature of the evidence and the testimony, the likelihood of a appellate panel in the state of Minnesota actually overturning the state court judge's decision-making here and the jury's decision-making here or remanding for another trial, I just think it's extremely unlikely, and I hate to say it, but honestly, it's for political reasons. Um, and, you know, I, most of the time, judges don't make decisions based on politics. I don't want your listeners to get the wrong idea. Most of the time, judges get it. Because of Donald uh-huh. Trump, the- he brought everything polit- do you ever think we'll get to a point where everything won't be politicized cuz i don't i think it's a definite it's not yeah, ever going to change it's, it's it's hard to see in this political climate and i like to be an optimist and you know um there's some really good things happening in america with our president um taking a stand for the climate and um, taking a stand against dictators and being successful in the vaccine rollout, um, D.C. statehood, um, the, the, there's a, 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 a bill um, in, in Congress that 
would uh, raise the capital gains tax on individuals who earn more than a million dollars a year to a significantly higher rate, which I think is really a strong tax policy. Like, there's a lot of good things that are happening. I mean, Jeff Bezos, and, Jeff Bezos actually mm-hmm. said he welcomed that. He thought it was fair. I, I mean, I know, Amazon I uh-huh. makes so much money, they pay zero dollars in taxes, and I don't think they ever have. Real quick, let's switch over, well, if you don't mind, to our investigation mm-hmm. Um, Copperhead has requested you stay on the phone if you don't mind. So without further ado, we're going to bring him on real quick. All right, guys. So this is a brand new segment of All You Need to Know Radio called All You Need to Know Radio Investigates. And uh, we have an investigator that has been looking into a company called Wayfair. And we're going to turn the microphone over to our investigative reporter, Copperhead. Copperhead, you have the floor. How's it going, guys? It's been a while since I've been on, so this is kind of random. Welcome back, almost. I love hearing your voice. Nice. We love hearing your voice. Yes, sir. All right. So um, let's basically start with who Wayfair is. It's a large uh, online realtor that sells home goods. They did $4.7 billion in 2007 and have only grown since then. Uh, In 2019, they were a Fortune 500 company. They are known as the largest online-only retail for home store. So they have a large percentage of our our dollars. They're definitely somebody who you see Kelly Clarkson promoting and uh, definitely in the foregrounds of anyone who's redecorating their home or or setting up a home for the first time. So me personally, uh, I had a chance to to look on their sites and find some really great deals. And they do have some great markdowns, and they, ha- they try to uh, liquidate their inventory as quickly as possible. So you'll see a lot of times where they'll have an open box item, which is a returned item, that their warehouse gets a chance to go through and judge it to see if it's resellable. And then they sell it for a major discount. And I had two different experiences now, me personally, that um, setting up purchase, going online, purchasing the item. The next day I get an email that not only says this item is no longer available, but here's some full price items that we're selling. So this made me kind of question the company as a whole and do some research, and I found some complaints online. By some, I mean a lot of complaints. Of course, anytime you're looking for them, you can always find complaints or anything. My biggest struggle was when we were talking to the customer service managers, and they didn't have a problem with the fact that they were falsely advertising and using bait-and-switch tactics, which are completely outlawed by any sort of uh, marketing or business standard. So seeing, seeing how heartless they were to multiple phone calls. I, I actually called through their helpline three different times for two different issues. And each time they pretty much told me, well, we can give you 25% off. And I'm like, well, the product that I was looking at was only for 20% of the object. So you're giving me the discount for what I was going to buy it for. So it was very obtuse about how little they could help and how, how sorry they said they were, but their actions spoke nothing about it. As a matter of fact, the first uh, incident I had with them, I talked to one of the managers who was kind enough to give me her name and number of her direct line and reaching out to her when I had the second issue. Uh, I started with emails, waited three days, still didn't get a response back from her, uh, followed up with phone calls, could not get a hold of her there. When I called back into the help desk again, they tried to, an in-house chat message that said that she was showing that she was there, but she wasn't responding to anything. And since that time, it's been about a week since I've talked to, tried to go through that pathway, and she still has not responded back to anything. So it's amazing to me how lack of their customer service is able to generate this kind of business. So, so let me stop you for a second. So almost is that bait and switch basically what he's saying? Actually, Copperhead, go ahead. I interrupted you. You were getting ready to ask the question. I apologize. I'm pretty much. I was going to ask for you well, the same thing. Is this something that businesses are known for or, like, or they accidentally stumble across and that's a large part of business? So, so I um, – want to be very, very clear with you that I don't represent you in this claim, but I'm going to give my, do my best to give you uh, right. a little bit of, <laughs> uh, of, a, of analysis about what you're describing, okay? Um, right. So what you're describing sounds to me like a um, potential, and I, I'm using um, qualifying words on purpose, okay? Um, right. A potential breach of contract and breach of the Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Act, which is Chapter 17 of the Texas Business and Commerce Code and is a powerful um, 
Consumer Protection Act that helps people in retail situations where they're being um, hit with a bait and switch. In the um, Deceptive Trade Practices Act, there is a laundry list, is what it's called, of I think it's something like 32 um, different things that if you do this, it is deceptive trade practices. Um, and one of those things is advertising um, products at a discount without having sufficient stock to sell them as advertised. So what you're describing where they have a sale for a specific item and then you purchase that item, then you later turns out that the item wasn't in stock, but we could sell you the same, or excuse me, we could sell you a very similar item for more money, right? Right. That, exactly. that situation is actually codified in the Deceptive Trade Practices Act as a deceptive trade practice. Now, I want to be very, very careful with you. Um, to, 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 to make sure that you understand that this is analysis based on a limited set of facts. I'm right. pretty sure. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, and this is a um, this is a guess. I am speculating. Okay, but right. I, I am speculating based on experience, and I am pretty sure based on experience that when you clicked "I agree" to the terms and conditions on Wayfair's website. You executed a contract that uh, includes a mediation and arbitration provision with a class action waiver. So you probably can't even sue Wayfair in state court in Texas. It also almost certainly has a choice of law provision for a jurisdiction where you don't live. This contract is governed by the state laws in California. By agreeing to this contract, you agree that the proper venue for any lawsuit regarding this contract is an arbitration in Sacramento, California, or something like that. Um, this brings up a, a political issue, a policy issue, which um, longtime listeners of the show may remember that I've actually brought this up before, um, where you have the right to a civil trial by jury under the Seventh Amendment of the United States Constitution for any claim uh, greater than $20. But um, this arbitration clause makes it so that you actually can't have a civil trial by jury in this case. And in my opinion, um, by clicking a little box that says, I agree to the terms and conditions, that does not constitute a knowing waiver of your civil right to a jury trial. But the United States Supreme Court disagrees. So um, you probably cannot bring your claim in Texas state court against Wayfair under that contract. Now, What's interesting is, well, what would happen if you did it anyway and if you did it in small claims court and served them? And it, it, it's probably beyond the scope of this show, but um, there, you, you may actually be able to effectuate a settlement of your claim if you uh, – and this is not legal advice. No, no listener should rely upon this for legal advice. But right. if you um, – sue one of these large companies um, in small claims court in your jurisdiction and properly serve them, uh, you might actually be able to win uh, because it will cost them more money to get it out of small claims court and into their preferred jurisdiction than it will to just settle with you. So um, you know, a, a creative attorney or a creative uh, claimant may actually be able to pursue your civil right, excuse me, your civil claim for uh, your contract and deceptive trade practices act violation. But um, there's a lot of hurdles to doing so, and it's not something that you should take on alone or, or do um, willy nilly. You should really, really research. Now, with well, regards when I was to the when Go I was ahead. looking at it almost just real quick, uh, <laughs> it, it's a reference to two different types of beds, the kind you fold up into the wall. And mm-hmm. he, he even paid for it. He did all of that stuff. And then all of a sudden, he just gets an email saying th- they don't have it. So it was and, and, paid and, for. Is he, and is he then getting a full refund? Yes, I'm Copperhead. getting a full refund. But the issue is, is that, well, <laughs> along with the refund, I'm getting a list of substitute beds that are, you know, 500 to 600% more than the original purchase. And so it I completely understand. Obvious. That's a bait and switch. 
Um, yeah, and, and so that would be uh, that would be a violation of um, that GCP, um, the Deceptive Trade Practices Act laundry, provi- laundry list provision that I was describing. And, you know, if you could prove it, and it might be fucking really – pardon my French. It might be very, very hard to prove, um, okay, but if you, you can prove it, it, it – <laughs> I messed up. I apologize. Um, right. if, if you can prove it, there may, there may be a um, – uh, a valid, and this is this is a this is quite the allegation, sir. But there there may be a valid claim for a civil conspiracy, where Absolutely. what you're describing is there. It's it's like a tactic that they, that they came up with in a board meeting, and then they executed it with knowing knowingly. You know, we're going to violate this. Uh, we're going to bait and switch our company. You know, that well, would be very very hard. I got one more that, later. That would be you. very, very real sure. quick. Oh. Uh, we had this first issue in January where they mm-hmm. sent the email that said we're no longer have this, but here's some options to replace that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they already called them out on the bait and switch in January. This now the second mm-hmm. level happens in April, and it's the exact same issue for pretty much the exact same situation, pretty much the exact same item. And they're still ringing my right. hand saying, oh, it's a computer glitch. This never happened, this sort of stuff. So you're basically saying this away. is something they do constantly. This is something that they do as well, a business whatever practice, practice, basically. Well, whatever practice they have has been, been built up to create this. Whether they did it intentionally or unintentionally, four months down the road, it should have been doctored. You know, and and unlike, a claim, unlike a claim for fraud, so a claim for fraud does require intent. Unlike a claim for fraud under Texas law, under the Deceptive Trade Practices Act, you do not have to show intent. Now, to the extent that you were going to prove a civil conspiracy, you would have to show intent to defraud, and so it's quite hard to prove. But um, it sounds like that's basically what you're alleging, and um, the, the, often the um, as, a, as an experienced attorney, I will tell you that often the best way to accomplish your claim is actually not through the typical legal system because the um, lawyers for these huge companies and um, you know the Supreme Court and the Republicans have made it incredibly challenging to actually make a valid consumer claim through the, through the typical legal channel. So you may have a better you may have better luck doing things like what you're doing today, going on the radio and talking about it, telling talking to the press, um, leaving reviews on websites, um, talking to the um, talk to BBB. AG. You, That's right. You could you could talk, you could talk, you could talk to the um, attorney general of Texas, even though I mean That's I right. don't think Ken Paxton really cares very much about Wayfair. Are indicted. In theory, his in theory his office has a consumer protection division, which in theory is supposed to care about this kind of thing. Um, exactly. Hey guys, so, real and quick, you could try. Go ahead. Copperhead. It sounds like mm-hmm. this is something that you guys can continue off air because you actually might have a real yeah. good claim. Almost, I'm going to give mm-hmm. you a two-minute uh, closing. Thank you so much Thank for spending you. this yes, personal time. And here you go. Hey, it's my great pleasure. It's my great pleasure to talk to both of you um, about uh, legal and political issues of all kinds. And, and I, I consider the Wayfair issue to be a legal and political issue. It really is. People don't understand quite how important that Seventh Amendment right to a civil jury trial is to um, a just society. Um, but anyway, um, for, on politics, continue to support Joe Biden. Go get your vaccine. Vote for Democrats. Um, donate to Democrats. And fight for um, HB1 so we can get our priorities passed through the Senate. Thank you so much and good night. All right, guys, so that was almost wars with wars and none. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. And real quick, let Copperhead close out. We want to see if anyone else has issues like this, too. This is definitely something that looks like it's a practice that I've stumbled across. And the research online has shown several people who have complained about similar items. So anyone who's out there who has a retail claim like that, let us know. We would love to be able to kind of speak out to this and, like, stop this kind of bad, bad business practices company again was Wayfair.com. Uh, it's on the line retailer. If you haven't seen the commercials, you, you haven't been watching enough TV apparently. But uh, <laughs> we would love to hear from you here at All You Need to Know Radio.
Go, so all you need to know, radio uh, at gmail.com, put in the subject matter, Wayfair. And Copperhead, thank you so much for that story. Very informative. Keep up the good work. And uh, guys, we'll be right back. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off of it. Moving so phenomenally. All right, everybody, welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio once again. Thank you so much, All You Need to Know Radio Investigates, for our special investigative reporter, Copperhead. He's coming back with many, many stories. If you would like him to investigate something for us, this is a brand new segment for our show, and we are learning that there are a lot of things out there that need to be investigated. Email him at allyouneedtoknowradio.com, allyouneedtoknowradio at gmail.com, I apologize. And uh, make sure that you put in the subject matter, Copperhead. That way it will get to him. Copperhead investigates. Thank you again. Also, thank you almost. Let's move on to our entertainment watch. Taylor Swift. Anybody ever heard of this little girl? She uh, came on to the uh, music scene and um, turned it upside down. Um, she started out with a song called Tim McGraw. You're on the phone with your Amazing Taylor Swift. That was the amazing Taylor Swift. Now listen what Taylor Swift has done. Taylor Swift is once again as a someone who is changing the way that artists get taken care of, changing the way that music is handled from their masters. Now you may or may not know this, but when an artist signs up with a record label, the masters and everything that they record part of their contract stays with the label. Uh, once the artist even leaves that label. Well, Taylor Swift said F you to Scooter Braun, which Scooter Braun should feel so ashamed of himself. Uh, big, I, I'm not even going to name the label because I'm not sure who it is at this point. However, what Taylor Swift is doing is what no other artist in this world has done, and she's taking all of her masters that Scooter Braun sold for $300 million, and Taylor Swift is actively using her millions and millions of Swifties telling them, do not buy the old version. Wait, I have a surprise for you. And she just released 15, which was released, I believe, 10 years ago or something like that. It went number one in every single country in three minutes. Eat that, Scooter Braun. Do not mess with Taylor Swift if you want to have anything to do in the music industry because she's it. So, let's move on to our song pick of the week. See if you've ever heard of this guy. Million times, but I don't mind. 
Country music superstar Blake Sheldon. If you can even, he's not even really known for music anymore because he's one of the head coaches on NBC's hit uh, series called The Voice. I'm sure you've heard of it. But Blake has a new show out. And it, in my opinion, is one of the best singles he's done in a long time. Here we go. This is the song of the week on April 22nd, 2021. It's Blake Sheldon. It's called Minimum Wage. I met you before anybody knew my name. Playing for pennies on a dive bar stage. Did an all-star special on our first date. In a Waffle House booth. Your daddy was crying when he gave you away. Cause all those country songs I played, they didn't come with a 401k. But hey, I had you. You can make a six-pack on the carpet. All right, guys, so that was Blake Sheldon. I'm so sorry our show has come to an end. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Almost Warriors with Warriors and None. Also, let's let Copperhead say goodbye to everybody, our investigative reporter. From our new segment, All You Need to Know Radio Investigates. If you've got some company that screwed you over, in email, all you need to know, radio at gmail.com, and we will look into it for you. Copperhead, say hello or goodbye. Goodbye, folks. It's great being on. All right. You have any? You want to say anything to people about what's going on in the world, Copperhead? I know you always have great. I think you summed it up. This is a great platform, and we want to help the little guys help keep big businesses in check and make them fair to everybody. It's not fair that. You know, it's, they are able to screw over one or two people, but Voice of the People together is able to make a big change. And so this is a great place to do that. That's right, guys. So thank you once again, Copperhead. And this is the end of the show. Let me tell you guys, we want to tell you thank you so much for joining us each Thursday night at 6 p.m. Remember that we are heard in America and around the world. I'm not kidding you. Our show's heard in Brazil, Afghanistan. Um, it wasn't Malawi, Malaysia, which I was actually shocked about. But we really want to just tell you how humbled we are. We are about to hit 300,000 people on Instagram. I project it will probably happen within the next few days or by the end of the month. So, guys, we want to tell you, please look out for each other. And if you are a black person and you are pulled over by the police, Put on your camera on a on your uh, uh, on your uh, dashboard. Don't tell them that your phone is on and it's recording. Go live on Instagram or Facebook or any social media, and just answer all of their questions. Do not question them whatsoever. If they tell you to get out of the car, get out of the car. Remember, you will not win this ride, but you could win a civil case big time. But you have got to be the one that swallows your pride and just says, I'm being recorded, I'm safe, and if they do something wrong, then there you go, they're super in trouble. Congratulations, my hat's off to the jury that was brave enough to hand down a verdict of guilty on all three charges to the worthless lawyer, or to the worthless cop, Darren Chavon. He will spend the rest of his life in jail. If he even makes it that far, I hear he's on suicide watch. And as a cop, you don't do that well in jail. Also, just remember, if you're a police officer, if you're too scared to go hand-to-hand combat with somebody that has a knife, throw your badge. Put your badge in. Give your badge back. You're not worth the badge. You are taught in the police academy to protect yourself. Do it or quit being a girl and quit blaming everybody else. The very first thing is you grab your gun, especially if you're a white racist cop. It's time right now that you look yourself in the mirror and say, am I worthy of this badge? Meaning that you can put color, race, gay, straight, LBGTQ. If you can put all that aside and do your damn job, you should keep your badge. Otherwise, turn it in. We don't need you and we don't want you. And eventually you will be caught and end up in jail. 
For with all that, keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone tell you who to love, how to love, or how to make your dreams come true. This is John Hollywood, and good night live from all you need to know radio uh, studios in Dallas, Texas. Love each other. Mwah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year. From first match, must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.